Hi everyone, Anthony Fantano here, internet's busiest music nerd, and it's time for another episode of the Needle Drop Podcast, special interview edition. In this one, I am going to be speaking with model, singer, songwriter, pop music visionary, Miss Rina Sawayama. She dropped a forward-thinking EP a few years ago, which I named my EP of the year. She is on the cusp of dropping a brand new full-length album in 2019, uh, of course, with the boy Clarence Clarity doing production and uh, uh, some other sort of uh, just general production guidance on that stuff. We are going to be talking about uh, not only what brought her to this point of a new album, all the promotion that she's been doing, everything she's been doing to kind of get her name out there, uh, but also the music that she's going to be releasing this year, artistically where she sees herself going. So let's get into the conversation. Let's hear what she has to say and uh, get hype for that new Rena record this year. Ba-bam. 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 Yo. Yo, what up? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> good. How are you? I'm good. Oh my god, this is so surreal. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming by, everybody. It's uh, Rina Sawayama. Hey. It's Anthony Fontana. Yes, performer extraordinaire. Thanks for taking the time to come by. Oh my god, thank you so much for having me. This is so surreal. I've never done a live video video as well, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sort of branching out into this, you know, these little afternoon it. chill hangouts with uh, people Yay. who uh, people know from the channel. So what's going on? Yeah, um, you know, I've got a fire on. Oh wow! <laughs> it's a TV. I've got a massive TV for Black Friday, so I'm just like testing it out, you know. Yeah, let's let's catch up with everything that's been going on since uh, you know, you last had a review on the channel, gave your EP EP of the year. Um, yes. And thank uh, you so much. Uh, no, that's that you don't need to thank me. Thank you for making good music. Um, you dropped a handful of singles, you know, a couple of singles throughout the year, but musically, um, at least as far as like studio recordings and everything, 2018 has been relatively quiet for you. You know, what, what has sort of been happening for you throughout the year? Have you been engaging in other opportunities? Have you been kind of like artistically evolving here, uh, you know, sort of like under the radar and you're going to be kind of like bringing something bigger in 2019? Yeah, so, oh my god, this year has been so mental. So I dropped the EP in late October last year. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, like, I mean, I've watched your channel for a long time. So it was such a fucking shock when you, you know, thank you so much, by the way, honestly, it really like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was so important to me, um, you, you re reviewing it, first of all, but after that, yeah, it was just promo like I've just been promoting and yeah. only in the past month or so since the, the second tour finished I've just basically when you're promoting you're just like a bit like a robot and yeah. you're kind of just doing the motions doing press and, and your life is just keyboard admin just you know and I really only got to just figuring out what I want to write about in my album really so I've been um doing a lot of writing I set up my home studio properly it's called the womb so I can like write about what I like um I am yeah I'm trying to I'm t taking a trip back to Japan in January February to like see my family oh, sorry that's my dog that's fine um we're dog positive Instagram live good this is dog positive she's very appreciative she's showing her appreciation um, 
yeah, I'm going to go see my family and just, yeah, I'm, I'm solidifying my next album ideas at the moment because um, it, it is like, you know, kind of what they say is like, you've got like your whole life to write your first EP and then your first album you can't write in like a year. So yeah, I'm putting gentle pressure on myself to write it. But at the moment it's, yeah, just going back to being an artist and just leaving that right side of the brain, just really getting stuck in with writing. Well, part of what you described there really um, interests me in terms of the creative process, because you're saying you're, you're setting up your own home studio to, to sort of like conceive and sort of produce this whole thing. Yeah, so um, I, um, when me and Clarence Clarity wrote the album, my studio was not a studio, it was a bedroom. Hmm. So now I've moved into the bigger bedroom next to it because my flatmates moved out so then I've, I've got a spare room and I've changed that into it's probably I've put up soundproof I'm gonna put up soundproofing and yeah all sorts of stuff so slightly more formal than next time but it's important for me that I've got people and like the environment where I can just write what I need to write for the next record and just kind of move at your own pace too and independently as well yeah definitely so the next album I am thinking of signing because um I'm still deliberating who I'm going to go with, but yeah, I, um, I, it's a lot of work in being independent. It really is. And I, you know, I've done some this year, I've been lucky to, enough to do some acting and also some commercial opportunities that's going to come out in the next year. So doing all that and being an artist and being like pretty much the CEO of like the record label that you're running oh, yeah. is a lot. Yeah. It was it was getting a bit much. So yeah. um, this album, I really wanted to go further as well, like in terms of reach. I just didn't, we were getting requests from countries that I had no representation. I had no no way to get there. So yeah, it was, it was tricky, but um, yeah, just kind of reshuffling. But yeah, so far I've worked with different recordings, which is under PS for the last two singles. Um, so yeah, which has been quite nice. And obviously, Valentine was released through 88 Rising. So I've kind of been doing lots of different labels at the moment. But okay, yeah. so so a lot of different labels are courting you at the at the moment, essentially. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd say, um, you know, and I'm just kind of I've been the last couple of months I've been whittling them down to like the ones who are really really serious and, um, yeah. Just there, not there. there like, but... I'm a bidding war going on behind the scenes that we're like not not aware of. Like, um, <laughs> no, it's not nothing that crazy. I mean, yeah, there's several people who are like really really interested, and mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah, I've taken meetings with a lot of labels, and you'd be so surprised with the lab try the def the major labels who try and who I think they're like really interested in what I do. Don't, don't necessarily want to sign me but they want the information mm. so they like get me in and then I'm like I like halfway through me telling my story I'm like I'm giving away a lot here and then after the meeting I'm well, like, are, you, are you getting oh, like the idea that they're just trying to like copy whatever it yeah. is you did to get where you where you are 100% they're like who creative directs your stuff and I'm like me and they're like oh um. who choreographs your stuff I'm like oh, I've got this person, like, you know, Joelle, and he, they're like, oh, cool, oh, what's there that, you know, just, yeah, like, that's, that's, so that's so scummy. You know, they, I, I get it, like, they want the ideas. And yeah, they, no, absolutely. Yeah. 
yeah and then I kind of don't hear back from them after I'm like oh okay that's what it was about that's disappointing yeah but you know it's it's cool like it's just that's the sort of shit that like I guess people just don't know about you know and but I'm glad that they want to take my ideas. Like, it means my ideas are good, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a sign of flattery, I guess. And, yeah. you know, it's it's good to see you in a position that I think a lot of fans don't necessarily understand or appreciate where you do reach a point where signing, you just really kind of feel like you're between a wall and a hard place because, or a rock and a hard place because there's just so much to manage and there's so much that you could be doing if you had support or a team or whatever, but you can't just accomplish all of it on your own if you want to keep continuing to put like 100% of yourself into the creative side and everything because managing everything outside of creating the music that you have to continue to create and to keep your career going is like three, four, five full-time jobs on top of it. It really is just like just even the social media, um, making sure I get shit registered, you know, um, like, I mean, I've got a bigger team now, so it's it's great. But even just like when I've got an idea for a video, like to execute that would take like weeks and weeks of admin. But now, you know, when you've got a label, you say the idea, they get the directors, you get pitched and it's just so much smoother. And then you can go back to writing. And the songs are the most important thing for me is to get the best songs out of my brain. Um, and to do that, I actually can't have all this kind of scheduling and admin stuff in my head. So, yeah, that's my next next step at the moment. Um, you know, let me ask your... Uh your opinion on your sound and where you sort of see it fitting in, in kind of the current pop landscape at the moment. Because in in my view, it, it would seem like a lot of what you're doing kind of makes sense in this grander scheme of a lot of these artists and producers, whether it be Clarence Clarity or like Charlie XCX or something like that, who are taking pop in like this postmodern futuristic direction, whether it be with the sound, the visuals, but there's also like this overt referencing back to a lot of the pop music of the 2000s. Um, it, would, would you say continuing forward with your next record, is that going to be the sound you're going to keep pushing with? Or are you basically going to take what was on your EP and refine it, maybe make it a bit bigger and a bit more, I guess, uh, slicker, uh, sort of groomed for a larger, more mass audience? Or are you going to be kind of like throwing a left hook, doing something different? So I reckon it's going to be a mix of the mm -hmm. two because really I feel so connected to the songs I did on the EP and... Um, you know, like, I don't know if you know this, but like, you know, Clarence Clarity is going to be executive producing my album. So, okay, so he's, so he's involved. He is going to, he's involved, right. like every step of the way. Yeah, love him. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to make sure that sonically it all ties in together. But mm -hmm. definitely with songwriting, I've been working with some incredible co-writers because really like the EP was just pretty much me and the producer. You know, mm -hmm. there wasn't anyone else helping me with songwriting in the room. And actually having that help has been incredible. I've been able to write some more, you know, just to refine my writing a bit more. Um, and yeah, that does definitely mean that something that sounds slightly more commercial. But this is why I was so keen on having Clarence Clarity do the executive production, because for me, an album is an experience like with the, like for me, his album think peace is like and also like known like everything it just all ties in as an album and that is it, the experience as a listener that i want but 
yeah, there'll be a couple of singles that are definitely a bit more um, centre leaning. But then there'll be other songs that are a little bit more left leaning. There's a song called um, Dynasty, Dynasty that I did um, on the tour. And that's like Evanescence and Tattoo and you mm-hmm. know, that kind of like it's got you know it's got the guitars but it's a bit more metal and so you know that's that sound is coming back all of a sudden that is insane it is coming back with i mean did you did you did you hear the new grime single like that's that sound is coming back i was fucking screaming when she did that because like oh my god that that is the sound that i like i've been obsessed with right now and definitely a portion of my album is like you know so yeah, I'm so happy that like we're kind of like connected and we talk as well. So I'm like, oh, I, I love yeah, I love that she's doing that and yeah, she's a massive inspiration to me. So mm. it'll be a mix. It'll be a mix. I want some singles like for me. Radio is a big um, key for me next year. So yeah, there'll be some singles who, which are a bit more kind of wider. Yeah, but. Um, I'm not going to be happy touring just with that sound, you know. I've got to be touring with the sound that I'm, you know, obsessed with and I love. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, having writers and having other people's sort of, like, thoughts in the creative process can be really great. I mean, it's something that I think a lot of people don't necessarily appreciate as a part of the the advantage of having, you know, like a band or something. But when you're a solo artist, uh, sort of writing entirely on your own can be both a blessing and a curse because, you know, it can feel a little isolating, uh, which is why, you know, I think it's ingeniously smart to have somebody like Clarence executive producing in a way because he can be sort of like a filter through that process so you don't get lost in just the dozens of other opinions that are going to be thrown at you over the course of sort of writing and producing the album, no doubt. 100%. And, you know, there's, I go into sessions now saying that that is the deal. So they know because otherwise you know a lot of producers like they don't want to they don't they don't want to give it up like they don't want to but um you know the people who want to work with me in terms of songwriting like they know that they're interested in the sound that I they're interested in me because of the EP so they know that that's you know that that's the way it is and they're cool they're pretty much they've been pretty cool with it so it's been it's been good but yeah it's it's so important to me that experience of an album and um yeah, and uh, who better? We, like, he is kind of like my band. Like, we've been touring together for two tours. Uh, we just, you know, we supported the years and years, the O2 together. Um, he MDs my sets. He, you know, he just, like, we connect like that on, on like, on a music level so, so, so much that we, yeah, it's, I, I can't think of doing an album with anyone else. How did you guys end up crossing paths anyways? It was actually, I want to be like, yeah, we met on the internet, but yeah, actually it was really kind of boring, like through management. But then, you know, yeah, I know, it's really shit. I mean, but that's, then, that, that's <laughs> totally fine because I think most people just sort of assume it's all through the internet anyway, which isn't like that exciting of a story to begin with, but management's totally yeah, fine. True. Well, yeah, you know, it started off in an official kind of way. Like I was testing, testing out like producers. I, I wasn't really clicking. Um, and then I, I had this song called love tonight which was alter life right mm-hmm. so it, the original one was like a heim vibe like it oh, really? was much more much lighter yeah okay um and uh it was like give me your love tonight and i was like no because originally when i wrote it when i was 19 or something it was alter life and i, I went through a period where i was kind of like 
you know, sterilizing everything I did and just try and making it commercial. So then it changed to love tonight. And then I was like, no, I want to change it to alter life. Gave it to Clarence Clarity and he was, he just, as, as you hear it on the track, that he did that in the first session. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy on? Like, I didn't actually get back in touch with him for a couple of months. <laughs> I was a bit like scared of what he did. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of like, because it's in London, I can't think of anyone who would have done that with the track that um, was there originally. It was yeah. so different. Like, imagine Heim, like that very light kind of vibe. And then, yeah. And then I, I just wasn't really ready. And then uh, a couple months later, we revisited it. And I was like, actually, this is amazing. And then we just kept working, kept working. And then Take Me As I Am uh, came to my mind when I was like in a corner shop. And then I recorded the recorded my voice in a voice note and then showed it to him and I had the beat in a completely different place that he did and then I trusted him and then that was the song and he's so quick and his setup is so minimal he only works with a laptop and Ableton that's it he mm. doesn't have all this fancy equipment he doesn't need it so he just comes to my house and we write and then we can get it done in like a day um, so pretty much all the tracks that you heard, I think 1024 is the one that took the longest actually, but other than that, yeah, all of that was pretty much done in like one, one, the, the skeleton was really done in one session. That's insane that his setup is just so, so simple. You would assume with all of his sounds. I know. Yeah. I mean, I've been to sessions where people are just obsessed with gear and it's just like all on the walls. There's like 10 different synths and nope, it is. He is literally his laptop from like 2014. Like <laughs> he's got his um, he's got his interface that he brings. He's got his laptop and a mouse, and that is that is it. Mm. So yeah, you don't need gear to write maximal music like he does. I don't know what's inside Ableton. He might have a lot of plugins, and I'm sure he does. He has a lot of his instruments in there, but yeah. So he's yeah, he's amazing. I mean, certainly as, as you just kind of say right there um you know he's he's clearly had an influence on your sound and that he's pulled it a little left field but i feel like in in working with you his sound is almost sweetened up a little bit his own personal recordings and stuff you know because his new record is yeah most definitely his new his new record is is definitely his most accessible yet you know and, mm -hmm. and sort of having him uh sort of work so deeply on the ep that he had with you it's it's almost like coming off of that he was going for a poppier sort of a bit more slick a bit smarter sound yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. I, I, I didn't even think about that, to be honest, but maybe, yeah, I guess, cause, yeah, because No Now was, like, so crazy. It's like, it's like borderline avant-garde as far as pop goes. It's, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think we're both kind of challenging ourselves. You know, he has said a couple of times that he wants to kind of bring the production down a bit, and I'm like, mm. no, keep it the same. Um, but I get what he means, you know, like the, a lot of mainstream pop is so minimal um, and sounds almost like sounds like it's three tracks, you know. Um, no, it, it does. <laughs> you know, but I, I think the potential challenge that you guys present is that, you know, you definitely have a sound and a, and a songwriting sensibility that that could go much bigger. But I think, uh, you know, the opportunity is there to sort of like change things up a little bit you know and and basically like give pop listeners something else other than what like they're hearing on a you know it's a good record but like other than what they're hearing on like an ariana grande record or something like that you know 
Um, yeah. M- moving on from there, you know, speaking from, I guess, more of a personal place as far as like, you know, where you're from and everything. Um, over the past year also, while you've been promoting and you've been landing, you know, uh, magazine covers and getting your name out there and performing and so on and so forth, there's been this like huge explosion in like, uh, in in Asian representation in pop music, whether it be and and just hip hop too, whether it be through the uh, sort of wave of K-pop we've seen over here, which is just like unrelenting. Like every day, there's yeah. like another group that's like getting huge. And 88 Rising, you know, you you've already yes. mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. You know, for for you personally, who's you know, you're not a part of a group. You're still a solo artist. Um, you know, you're not. I, you said that 88 Rising is interested. I don't know if you're going to join up with them or anything, but, you know, do you feel kind of inspired uh, in, in this current meta where uh, labels and groups like that and uh, sort of music from the Far East is sort of like turning way more heads in the U.S. than it ever has at any other time in, in pop music history? Yeah. You know, I was just talking about this to my manager and sometimes I get like a little down, like, you know, I've suffered with depression for a while, but I get a bit down with... Like, I, I'm still in a geographical space in London mm. where East Asian representation is not like it is in the US. You know, mm. there's not as many Asian people here anyway. But, yeah, I get down. I'm like, because when I performed at the O2, I was like, this is amazing. And I want to be that person. But to create that imagination in my head, sometimes it doesn't come, you know, as quickly. So I struggle with that sometimes. But then I realized that yeah then I look stateside and I'm just like whoa yeah like crazy rich Asians came out and you know did so well the box office and like yeah Mitski Japanese breakfast Hayley Kyoko um yeah all of 88 rising like I went to see BTS they sold out two nights at the O2 you know but then I you know going back to some label meetings I would go to and I'd be like yeah I met um I met RM from BTS and he's really nice, like, you know, whatever. And then they'll be like, what, who's B- what BTS, who's, what, who's BTS? Oh, really? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And yeah, exactly. And it makes me so angry, but I just realized that there's a long way to go, you know, long way um, for, because I'm still, you know, I'm still going to be based in London. And for me, it is, you know, the UK scene is important to me, so... It's still a long way to go, but yeah, it's crazy. This year has been incredible. And yeah, I'm supportive of like every, um, everyone who has behind, been behind that. Cause it just, it, it's weird. It kind of, t- it's like, it takes, a, you know, a group of people to do it and then it kind of pushes through and then we can all kind of push through in the same way. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really great time to be doing music as an Asian person. That's really intriguing that uh, K-pop hasn't taken over there in the way that it has over here, I, I think as an American, uh, having heard and enjoyed so much music from the UK, I just kind of take for granted that um, so much of what pops on over here in an English-speaking country is also the case, you know, in another English-speaking country for the most part, but it's it's just so well, not the case. Down, down on the ground, I think, yeah, like K-pop is taking off for sure. Oh, really? It's just the industry is not accepting it as a thing. Mm. Like they think, oh, you know, they're here and they must have a really niche fan base. And I'm just like, no, they sold out literally 30,000 tickets. Like, that is mm. a big deal. That's huge. Um, exactly. And they they just, they, they, I don't know. They don't want to hear it. I, I, I don't know. I just, you know, and someone actually said to me in a meeting, how does 
and this is bearing in mind they were like so interested in my project so how does um how do you have a you know connection with japan and i was like right okay well <laughs> you know you know it's just i don't even think people are thinking like that um yeah. which is fine it's like i just gotta get on with what i'm doing i love what i'm doing so i just gotta get on with it and then just inspire them to get with it <laughs> Uh, working with a label and even independently on your upcoming record, you know, outside of writers and everything like that, um, and, uh, you know, producers or anything who you might be picking up, uh, are you using the connections that you've made in the industry to maybe get a, um, you know, any uh, uh, features or collaborators who we might know about or might be excited to see you working with on your, you know, upcoming record? Yeah, I mean, definitely... Um... I don't know about features yet, but definitely collaborators. I mean, there's a list of people who I'd love to work with. And then there's a list of people who we're already talking, whether it's like a collaboration or a feature capacity. Like, yeah, like, I mean, you know, me and Charlie XCX have been talking for like a couple months. You know, I, I, she let me go on stage with her at Pop 2 in London and sing Backseat, which is like my favorite song. Um, and yeah yeah there's a funny story about that because she she was like should i introduce you just before you go on i was like no because everyone think i'm carly ray Jefferson. <laughs> and then they'll be like who the fuck is it? but yeah so anyway she did a really nice intro for me. it was amazing anyway so yeah she would be great we are literally in two different places all the time she's in la i'm in london like i'm in la she's in london or you know we're both super busy um but yeah um we like me and grimes have been talking for like a while just chatting and she said some like the most amazing things about my ep um and yeah i've got um blog, like blood pop i've done a song with him and that he's kind of i guess he's like teased teased that already um hopefully that will come out early next year um but yeah like so many incredible people that have just got in touch over social media not via managers um and that's been the most incredible thing about maybe being independent that you're just you know people you're more maybe you're more accessible in a way yeah you can have an actual conversation <laughs> yeah um, yeah exactly and uh and on top of that what what do you have coming up in the immediate future right now you know are you uh doing more promo are you getting right into the studio and recording are you doing any more tour dates or live appearances soon so yeah, what am I doing? Um, I <laughs> do you need to check? <laughs> like, you know, at this point of the year, you're like your brain just starts shutting down. Well, ho holidays holidays are coming up, so you, so hopefully you'll be relaxing. I'm relaxing. Yeah, yeah. My my holidays, I'll be relaxing. Um, otherwise, yeah. What am I doing? I'm just writing a lot at at home. I'm almost having to just go back to a place that I was like last year um year and a half ago when I was writing the record and just just you know getting there oh what am I doing I'm not I'm doing a lot of... oh I've got oh I've got like a I've got a show like I've, I've got a little like appearance on Netflix tv series next okay. year early next year I yeah I mean you you, you said you said you were doing some some acting so I mean what what, yeah. what sort so, of opportunities like my... on on that front have have opened up yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to do it. So I had an opportunity and I'm in like a couple of episodes of a new series. So okay. that should be exciting. Um, 
And then, yeah, I'm just gonna have to crack on with writing. I will be spending a lot of time with Clarence Clarity, driving him insane probably, and then finishing the record. And then hopefully we're talking about Asia, but yeah, I've got a couple of shows. I've got All Points East coming up. Um, uh, yeah, just bits and bobs, but tour wise, you know, I just, I did two short tours in the US and it was incredible. Um, but you know, I was like, I can't, I don't, I, it doesn't feel fair to like tour on this record again. Yeah, yeah. So I got to come back with new material. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. And then hopefully, middle to late next year is when I will be in full album mode and I am really really kind of coming up with a brand new concept for that and it'll be really exciting there's real there'll be a lot of changes um and just real I just want to really push myself with the next record so it'd be it'd be good okay hype 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 all right, well, thank you, uh, Rina Sawayama, for coming on here and uh, giving us an update on everything that's been going on and everything that you're going to be doing in 2019. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me and, you know, always, yeah, the love. I saw right, the love. Thank a, you. All right. rest of your night and relax. Thanks. Thanks. All right. See ya. All right. Bye. Thank all of you for listening to that interview. Make sure to hit us up on social media, twitter.com slash the needle drop and a Fantano on Instagram. Also, you can find the content we're dropping day in and day out over at theneedledrop.com, youtube.com slash theneedledrop, and youtube.com slash Fantano. Thank you for listening to this special interview edition of the podcast. Make sure whatever platform you're listening to this on, you're subscribing, you're rating, you're giving us some positive reviews, some positive feedback, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you very much. Forever. Forever.